What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Probably one of my favorite episodes, if not favorite, because I have the most important woman in my life, my mother, joining me, Sharon Cutbirth. She came in town for Thanksgiving, and I cornered her into doing a podcast with me, and I'm just so thankful and grateful that she came on, and we got to have this conversation. The older I get, the more I realize how magical my mom is and what an intentional person she is. She is so thoughtful and open-minded. And I now know that those are choices that she makes. It didn't just come to her. She has always chosen to be that way. We talk about her whole life, her childhood, some hard things that she had to overcome and hard feelings that she had to overcome and get a, gri- get a grip on and how she navigated that and why she chooses to be such an open-hearted um, non-reactive person that's a very intentional thing my mom chooses to do is not react to situations but instead respond and she's just a very thoughtful person and wise and she's a philosophy professor I don't know if I already mentioned that Uh, she taught philosophy for years she studied philosophy she's just a great thinker and she's such a wonderful person and I find myself just really hoping I can be like her as I enter into motherhood and as I'm embarking on this journey I just pray that I can be like my mom because she has one of the best spirits I've ever known. So here she is, Sharon Cutbirth. Okay, I'm really excited about this podcast because I have the most special guest, my mother. Sharon Cutbirth is joining me today. Hey, mom. Hey. I suckered you into it. (laughs) (laughs) I got you here for Thanksgiving and then I was like, mom... Um, would you consider being on my podcast? And you're like, sure, let's do it. I love it. Well, it wasn't exactly. (laughs) 
but I want to say, Caroline, it's it's emotional for me to see how you've taken to motherhood so beautifully and how you're you're just so open and organic with it. And I feel like that's something that our age group was on the beginning of making it more real, but still needed a long way to go and you've just embraced that and I've learned a lot from how you've been doing your motherhood and it's I think it's very very healthy motherhood is it is complex because it is changing constantly what have you changing what was motherhood like when you were when you had us because you were super young you got married at 19 Mm -hmm. You had Catherine when you were 23, me when you were 26. I feel like you were just thrown into the big middle of it. I mean, I didn't even have my head on straight until I hit my 30s. And I'm not, I can't even say it's still on straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how do you navigate all those huge life events when you're 19 years old getting married and then all of a sudden you're a mom when you're still like just now coming into adulthood? That's a lot of responsibility at a young age. It is a lot of responsibility. I think what happens when you become a parent and you have the commitment to be a parent for your child that's a privilege to be able to make that intentional choice Mm -hmm. you get yourself out of the way really really quickly and that's what I learned looking back that it was in a way that was a blessing because your ego has to be put aside if you are able to make the intentional choice of caring for your children your needs come last. See, I wasn't ready to get my ego out of the way yet. I, yeah. It was I, what I realized. Like, I feel like I didn't even know how to, like, I had so much self-discovery to do in my 20s. Yeah. So how do you self-discover when you're in your 20s and you're a mom and you have to have your ego out of the way and you're a new wife? And it's, you know, you're starting your life with dad. So it's not like y'all had made it totally financially successful oh, goodness, yet. No. <laughs> goodness, no. We were sort of on, you know, it's been a paradigm shift. The 70s were the beginning of women's rights in the workplace, equal pay for equal work, Gloria Steinem, Vietnam War. Um, Living in the South was a tiny bit different because growing up, my mother was a very committed mother, but her message was, the most wonderful job you can have in the world is to be a mother. And Mm -hmm. that is true. But the notion of being able to break a glass ceiling and have a career really wasn't part of my equation. Mm -hmm. I did graduate from college before I married, believe it or not, at 19. And that was something I was very happy with as far as that accomplishment. And I always was able to grab that in my mind because I felt like if I ever had a chance to learn something if anybody could learn it I could learn it Mm -hmm. and ultimately I did use academics to do my self-fulfillment that was really where I got my self-actualization was it going back to school was academics was reading and cultivating my mind and doing self-study and then ultimately going back to get my master's in philosophy when you and Catherine were in school which was a big deal that was to a go big back deal. to school when we're in when we were kids. yes but i loved it i loved the study i loved the life of the mind i loved the dialogue that it ensued with steve mm-hmm. because he'll be the first to say we both learned a lot and cultivated a lot through that study 
mm-hmm. in philosophy. And I don't know how you and Catherine felt. Y'all were right in the middle of it. But, you know, it did offer a nice perspective. Um, the first being the whole concept of certainty at any point in your life is really an illusion. Okay, tell me that why. Because... And we all as humans are trying so hard to get certainty. And, and see, that's where the creative spirit comes into play. Because if you're too afraid to try to do the work of discerning your own path, you want someone to tell you what to do. It's mm-hmm. much easier to find a body of thinkers, a church, or whatever, to tell, tell you, you how what to do it. To, do it uh-huh. to tell you what to do, because then you don't have to have the stress of discerning on your own. I get that. I mean, I've had a lot of trouble discerning on my own sometimes. But if you... That's why you want to cultivate creativity in your children, because that will enable the world to go on dealing with paradigm shifts and life changing, because that's what we know for sure. It's never going to stop evolving and changing. Mm -hmm. And I knew that from an early age, somehow. And when I went back to school and studied philosophy and ultimately got my master's in philosophy, I was able to shore that up with academic research yeah. and training. And when you study the great thinkers of the world, you see that there's a lot of parallels that have been going on since we had recorded ideas. Like what? What are some of them? This notion that you can't step into the same river twice. I love that. You can't That's step Heraclitus. into the same river twice. You can't step into the same river twice. So that transfers to life as... That transfers to life that... My mother raised me. I was born in 1957, and you were born in 1983. It's the same journey and river of life, but it's a lot different. So much was, has changed. So much in has those changed. Few and decades. you still have concepts and essences of being a parent and being responsible, loving your child, wanting the best for your child, but the whole way of doing things has changed. So you can hold on to the concept of, well, that's not how we did it when. And a lot of people like to do that, hang on to how it was. That's right. But and a lot of people think it's bad how things are, but you've never been that way. No, no, no. You've always embraced Absolutely, evolution. Absolutely, because the river is flowing. And there's so many good things that have come out of where you are. I look at how you're navigating your life with a baby and your career and Michael's career, and it's there's so many options. And you know what a big so part of that options. is, and you and I have talked about this, even though a lot of people say like social media and the internet is a bad thing, it's also an amazing thing. It's amazing. Because for me, being a mom, I'm able to do my entire life online. It's wonderful. Like my podcast is online. I mean, I have people come over to interview, but I can interview them on Skype. Like I don't have to leave my house. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you were a new mom, you couldn't, there was no real internet. Had internet come around yet? Or was it just starting? I was thinking about this earlier and what, we did, my friends and I were able to have a one income family at that time, living in a smaller town in Texas. Steve, your dad was a dentist, and I was a stay at home mom. But my options for stay at home mom, there was no revenue option for me that I had discovered at the time. And the job that I'd had before moving to Waco, I really, really, really liked but it involved flying to different states and working with hospitals, and that just wasn't feasible. Right. So 
We, my friends and I, we used organized volunteerism for our jobs. Yes. And we enjoyed and took great satisfaction about doing those well with commitment and, and changing, changing the our community. community. Yeah. And being thankful that we had the opportunity to do that. I mean, big jobs. Yes. Big jobs. Running a big charity is a lot of time. Lots of environment. I mean, lots of um, things that transfer to a job environment. And those skill sets that I learned, like I went to training in communication. And I would go into nonprofits and help them train employees on how to be effective in conflict resolution. Well, that totally transferred to life with a family, life with friends, life with a spouse, learning actual skill sets that you could use to resolve conflict mm-hmm. and having a basis. What are some of those skill sets? Because a lot of people out there could use, could use Active this. listening. Active, active listening. listening. So how, what does that mean? Active listening means listening with intention. So it's how not do you just active sitting, listen? And that goes with children. It's not like you're answering your emails and going, yes, I'm listening. Or, but you're not showing any focus and your eyes aren't looking in right. their eyes. And you you're are distracted. in that moment. So does that mean spoken, eye contact? That means eye contact. That means not answering someone's sentences, thinking about what you're going to respond. Really listening to the message behind the words. And maybe the words aren't really saying what you're picking up intuitively as the message. So then you ping pong back and forth, open-ended questions. And you start a question with what or how, because like a child can't answer that with a yes or no. What did you enjoy about school today? You can't say yes or no. Yeah. How was lunch period today sitting by Sally instead of Judy you have to give more than just a yes or no and so when you can evoke dialogue hopefully you can move into communication I feel like some people don't want to evoke dialogue maybe not you know like it takes a lot of commitment and it takes a lot of energy yes it does why has that always been important to you to evoke dialogue because that's kind that's, of your whole life it really is actually and philosophy is called the ongoing conversation but I remember as a kid, yeah. sometimes it would drive me crazy because I yeah. did have to explain <laughs> stuff. But now, as an adult, I'm so, I'm so thankful that you would take the time to ask me about stuff. And you know, provo- Carolyn, that's so funny brain. to hear you say that because truly that was important to me because I felt like if you ever got a huge period of time with no dialogue, it would be hard to go back and jump in I mean it's possible but I it would agree, be harder because so much changes yeah. and I will say something about you that is really amazing you never yelled at us and I feel like that was an intentional thing like very intentional and I'm sure having kids it is so hard not to lose your temper every now and then because life happens and kids are crazy and but you never yelled at us we never got put in like time out you always would sit down with us and we'd have a dialogue about no, no. what <laughs> what we did and why we did it. And you and dad would make us think about what mm-hmm. we did. And that's something y'all always did. You would always say, explain, you would make me explain the situation. So then I would come up with the answers on my own. And that's always been something that y'all, you and dad said. You wanted us to be able to think for ourselves. Both your father and I both were the first children of a family. And we both had a lot of responsibility early on as the oldest child and for various familial reasons we had um, a lot of responsibility with younger siblings and I had no 
boundaries to really fight against because I had so much responsibility early on. I had transportation when I was 14. You were driving, and you had a mail truck? I had a mail truck. You painted it? Yes. You painted the whole thing with like flowers on it? Yes, it was a hippie truck. Yes, it was. The headlights that were eyelashes, so whatever they turned on, they would blink. You've always been very creative. It was a three-wheeled Cushman motorcycle truck that the post office expired, and so I bought it from a friend for $175. No way. Yes. And I drove that through the first years of high school, but Having transportation in Texas is important because it's so big. You can't, we don't have much public transportation. So I was free. I was free from 14 on. Did you like being free or was it overwhelming being free? No, I handled it well. And I think that's part of this phenomenon of adolescence that people write about in the modern world. You have, you're pushing adulthood to 18, 21 but starting at about 12, 14, or puberty, you have the ability to handle responsibility. Mm-hmm. And back when we had an agrarian model, it didn't matter how old you were. If you could do the job, you could go do it. Right. And so you were contributing to your family livelihood from the time you were able. Mm-hmm. And, and people weren't all worried about your emotional state. No, they weren't. <laughs> they really didn't have time to worry about your emotional state. You just did it. And, you know, my granny had a big influence on me with that. She was raised on a farm and was one of 11 children. And she's the one that said she couldn't wait to get into the city and leave the agrarian model behind. And she marched for women's right to vote in and the she, 20s. And she was a flapper? She was a flapper. And I looked like back. dancing was illegal or like yeah. just coming about? She took the sheets of a bed and ripped them into big strips and strapped her breasts down to be flat to make a gender, a gender neutral statement. I'm proud that we have women Cut in our, our family hair off, like that. wore one earring, marched in the streets for women's rights. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. And I guess that genetic carried over. Yeah. <laughs> to all of us. We all have a little bit of that. I yeah. think about her a lot. I know. You don't realize it when you're growing up that the magnitude of the people ahead of you in your family. I think so. You know, like I'm thinking about that a lot now that I'm a mom. Like mm-hmm. I think about you as a, when, now that I'm a mom. And mm-hmm. like growing up, you were just my mom. And like you're just the woman who is in my life. And like you, it's not that you take it for granted, but you just don't realize all the sacrifice that goes in to. It's a different perspective. I have seen you, now, like, yeah. you made so many intentional choices mm-hmm. that I can see now that you made, like, never to raise your voice. Mm-hmm. You always let me have freedom, but within structure. And I'm not saying that's the perfect way to do it. For me, I didn't want to be a yeller. And so for my temperament, I chose that. I'm sure there are lots of creative children that have a yelling parent and they're they've fine. got the passion and the fire. You know, that doesn't, <clears throat> just for me, I chose not to do that because it made it upset my spirit. balance and my spirit. Yeah. So just briefly talking about your childhood, when did you become introspective and how, what, how did that happen at such a young age? Cause you've always been a wise soul. We've talked about this, Caroline, and I've, I'm hesitant of how much detail to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone cries on my podcast. <laughs> this is a get real podcast. Um, back in, in 1961, well, actually, Marianne was born in 62. So I was born in 1957. That was on the cusp of, you know, we'd had World War II and everything goes, so to speak. Everything was like out of the box, out of the bottle. People went off to war thinking they'd never come back. Yeah. Well, then 
World War II is over and all of my parents' generation came back and tried to put it back in the box and that's when you had Donna Reed on TV cooking in the kitchen with a strand of pearls, a petticoat and high heels. So like Leave it to Beaver? Leave it to Beaver, Donna Reed, totally. Just putting on a perfect image. Not realistic at all. But trying to trying have this perfect... To take, and I didn't understand this until recently when I was talking to my dad, who's now 86 or 85. He said after World War II, everybody came back and tried to put it all back in to... Like a perfect box. A box. Because it was so out of the box with war. And then, of course, in Vietnam, I was young, but we were right in the middle of all that, too. And the 60s just tried to break apart that fake Donna Reed with a petticoat and a strand of pearls in the kitchen. So they went the other way. Break it apart. That yeah. was so non-realistic. And you grew up in the 60s, though. So you yes. had the split. Yes. You're like coming, you had both sides of the yes. coin. Yes, yes. Anyway, so I was the oldest of three daughters, and our youngest sibling was Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Back then, awareness of special needs was non-existent as far as public... Um, Reaction. They did in Texas. They did have a wonderful public school program available for children once they got into first grade, and some amazing teachers that had trained in special needs. And mm-hmm. we had Baylor University in our town, so we had some amazing teachers mm-hmm. giving such good parts of themselves to special needs kids. So Marianne was able to go to school, but that experience is when I became introspective. Okay. Because I was... And how old were you when she was born? I was uh, five when she was born. So for the first year and a half or two, the hospital said she had so many problems, heart, lung, everything that she wouldn't live very long and it would... Mom and dad couldn't care for in a private situation. So she went and lived with a nurse in Dallas, which is an hour and a half north of where our town is. And then that nurse passed away. And so we had, mom and dad had a crossroads of what do you do? Do you try to bring her home? Do you let Marianne go to another place? They found another place in San Antonio. And it was very institutionalized Mm -hmm. and very shocking for a young child to go and see these children that were born with all sorts of special needs, spina bifida, Uh, hydrocephaly, water on the brain, and I always from a young age was thankful that Mary Ann had a limited awareness of Mm -hmm. that. It would have been much more difficult. We would have done what we needed to do, and as a parent, you, you navigate with what you have to navigate. But Marianne's awareness of being of her being different was not really there. Yeah. And that was the blessing for me and all mm-hmm. of that because my heart did break. Yeah. So we brought her home. It was just too institutionalized. We brought her home, had to change where we lived to set it up for her to have a place, a bedroom and a bath. And then we'd go to public places and literally adults would turn around, stare and point when we would go into a place. And I can remember my heart just wondering, does she understand? Maybe maybe she thought they were pointing at us. You know, that's the blessing in all of it. Yeah. But I became very introspective. What does that do to a little, like you, to think that... I know. How I, do you process all that? I I feel like mom and dad did just a good job of, you know, dad got up and 
provided for the family. Mother was artistic. She had an artistic soul, and it was probably hard for her. She's an artist. And uh, Dad was uh, played the piano by ear. And so I always had art and music in my home. Mm -hmm. And that was beautiful. How do you process, though? Do you even know? Can you even feel that? um, I don't know what the correct word is. That... um, that energy that people that that energy of non-acceptance or like yes can you feel that and like how yes. how does that feel because that's so hurtful you feel that and that's what sets the chain reaction into compassion yeah and so the good part of that is if you let it come in and transform your heart and soul then you are a more compassionate person and i think that's part of i think that's part of who i did become because of that yeah. And uh, I would say that's a positive. I think so. I would say that's a positive. So that would be something that put me on the path. And dad, your dad was kind of in the same way. We both were very mature at a very young age. And we're used to being responsible. But then when you decide to marry, for me, of course, um, that was the right decision for me. But looking back, I think, oh, my goodness. You know, I was so young. Did you met dad when you were 17? 16. 16. I met your dad when I was 16 years old. Oh my gosh, mom. <laughs> That's know, just crazy. I, I know. How <laughs> could it be? But you know. But also, you're still coming out of that era where you do yes. get married at a young age. You have children right That's away. That's right. I mean, that's like that what was everybody the paradigm did. of where we were, we were coming off of that paradigm and going into another one. That's why it's so important to be open. Yeah. Now, we'll say for mom and dad, they always believed in young love. <laughs> And so when, when your dad was coming around the house, they loved him. They did. And they thought he was so cute and he had a plan and they were all for it. You know, so they, they were happy like, for me. They, they just let it be. They let it be. And living in a liberal household was very nice. I you know, enjoyed Papa that. Bill, your dad, who I call Papa Bill. Yes. He's one of my favorite people because he's always had such a wide open brain. Yes. He doesn't talk negatively about people. Mm-hmm. He never talks negatively about people. If he does, it's in a joke, quick passing, like a quick little joke. I enjoyed growing up in a yellow dog Democrat home. I did. Yeah. It was much easier when you have a liberal social perspective than if I had grown up with this is right this is wrong and so that naturally led itself into me reading and taking a philosophical perspective and they let you be who you were and like you said you got responsibility at a young age they didn't you were always responsible so they didn't really question your judgment right so you became very mature very young and they really didn't tell me any um they didn't give me any advice on how to navigate through marriage (laughs) or anything so how did you navigate how did you decide that to get married really, at 19? That is a really good question, Caroline, because your dad had a plan. And back then... Your dad always has a plan. He had a plan. Back then, we didn't live together and all of that. And so, truly, um, your dad said, it's either get married in a year or hasta luego. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's pressure. And so, I was in college. He but was going off to like dental his school. did you kind of like his certainty and his I love just for you? Like, yeah, I suppose I did. <laughs> I mean, he knew what he wanted he immediately. He, the first time dad lays eyes on you, he knew he wanted to marry that's you. That's right. He tells the story all the time. Y'all are he going does. skiing. Yes. And mom walks up. I mean, you're beautiful. And he's like, I'm going to marry that girl. Green bikini. Green bikini. He's like, I'm going to marry her. And <laughs> anyway, gosh darn it, he did. I know. So who knows? <laughs> the lure of days gone by. But <laughs> <laughs> I would say that 
we figured it out as we went. And I did a lot of reading. And I'm not even sure, you know, we didn't, ha- the internet has only been around 15 years. Wow. And so that's a whole new generation of the way to learn. And so I had a lot of book learning, but what I assessed was it's not always equal at the same time. It's my favorite quote that you say. I think about that all the time. I'm sure it's not original to me, but I know that that's distilled down into my discernment. Not to keep score. Which can be difficult in a marriage. Not keeping score. That's just, the word that comes to mind is pedestrian. Mm -hmm. That is... Uh, the low level of the food chain because you can never take into account everything that everyone's doing and it's going to change just like with Michael I I have such respect and love for your husband Michael because here he's on the path that he's going but it's important to you at the time you wanted to have a baby and he's all on board Mm mm-hmm but it wasn't his energy that was like, you know what? I'm ready to have a baby now. <laughs> yeah. But he loves you so much. He was like, if this is so important to you, of course I'm all in. Yeah. Just figuring out that y'all would navigate together and you have. Because there's never a perfect time to have a baby. There's never a perfect time to have a baby. Yeah. And so then you find yourself responsible. For a human. For a human being. And I always appreciated that about your dad so much. He was all in. A hundred percent being responsible Mm -hmm. for both you and Catherine and you know if your heart's in the right place you do the best you can and that's what I say about my parents I look back and special needs children nobody really had much information and they just put their heads down and did the best they could Mm -hmm. and provided for all of us and you know there's ways probably you could have done things differently and us as parents but if you look at your parents retrospectively and say I think they tried and did the best they could. But the knowledge they had. That's about as good as you can get. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. 
Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. And now as a parent, like, I already, I did a podcast on mom guilt. Like, I already feel so guilty <laughs> about, and also, mom knows me better than anyone. I am like an emotional uh drain sometimes but that's what's so beautiful about your soul caroline oh, and, and the empathy and you've been that way too much but you've been that way since you were a little tiny baby i you have been, yes had, had you had an energy baby. aura around you that drew people like sitting in the grocery cart little seat and that was before anybody took a liner we just let you pop in there <laughs> put your mouth all over it gives you good healthy germs yes and people were you would just draw people to you but that's just a baby i don't know <laughs> i don't know you had a real energy about you but anyway back to it's never equal at the same time if you take that as one of your uh concepts it takes a lot of pressure off mm-hmm. because you're not trying to keep score and you know that michael's totally committed but at this time in his life, maybe he's, you know, equally as committed, but on a path doing other energy things. You know, he's so has, you can't take score of the nitty gritty really details. Cannot. Like who's doing the no. most bottle feedings, who's waking up no. the most. Like because it's going to evolve and change and yes. everyone's on the same team. Yes. And so you have to decide, do you want to be a team or do you not? That is That's key. what you have to decide. Do you want to be a team or do you not? Do you want to have a life partner and go through these things together? With a life partner, or, or do, do you, you not? not? And that's the first decision you have to make. And I do. And I did too. And it. So how do? So that. You so have to when rise you do, above. When you do that, when you start off, yes, I want a life partner. Then you rise above the petty. If thoughts. you're in a heterosexual partnership, men and women are going to be different. Yeah. You know, dad jokes to say and says every time he had you and Catherine by himself, y'all got hurt. <laughs> we did. But it was so good because I probably would have been hovering a little too much. You know, he let you do things that I might not let you do, like in the winter, walking on a pole above the lake with your boots leather on. cowboy boots and on I and falling in. in. <laughs> but you know what but happened? Was fun. You got cold and you were fun. Yeah. And you had to walk home a mile. In a freezing cold, cold outfit in the, in the winter. <laughs> but... Hey, here we are. Here you are. And they say now cold water is really good for you. See, there you have it. So you're just getting us adjusted. So if you decide you want to go through life and have a life partner, and if you have a heterosexual life partner, you just have to know it's different. It's different. It is different. And there's sometimes I'm like, what would it be like being in a lesbian relationship? Because two women would probably just crush it. But then maybe I don't know, (laughs) maybe one, maybe you'd get on each other's nerves because you'd both be so detail oriented. Maybe, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? But I had that's the other thing. So if you want a life partner, it's going to be different. You don't want to. It's never equal at the same time. And you want to catch people doing the good things oh that's another you want to catch some wisdom the people you want to catch your spouse and your children doing the good things because it's so easy to notice when they're annoying you but the fact that they're showing up and they're committed that's a huge big thing right there and i have to right now coming out of the fog of new motherhood i have to appreciate with michael like he always is in a good mood he is he's always he's an amazing man he always is like if I start getting stressed or emotional, hormonal or crying or whatever, he can pull me out of it in a second, find the glass half, glass half full. Mm-hmm. And it's like those things are priceless too, not to be with someone who's <laughs> bitching and griping all the time. It's and like, true. You know, no cup, cup birth. He just, he just <laughs> takes things in a good way. Because the cup birth women, mom <laughs> we, included. We have, this, we have this lineage from my dad's sister. 
if you put a cup down, good luck. It's in the sink or the dishwasher. <laughs> it is not going to last. And so Michael doesn't grab about it. He just says, no cup, cup birth. Sometimes though, he'll come home and I'll like, <laughs> I have to unpack. Like, he would unpack himself in like, in his own time. But like, sure. I have to have the house put together immediately. Okay. OCD. So like, I'll unpack everything, start the laundry, put everything up. And I'll like lose some of the stuff sometimes because I don't remember where I put it. <laughs> and then he'll just be like, oh my gosh, can you just not put everything? But then he, I mean, he I appreciates know. it and loves it. He's truly a, a wonderful human being. Michael Hobby is one of the kindest men. Both your husband and Catherine's husband are two of the nicest men. They are. And they're so much alike. Will Powers and Michael Hobby could be brothers. I know. But they both look like I'm too. really thankful for that. And you know, you think, okay, I've got, I've got Sunny on a schedule. And then in three weeks, it's going to be different. And yeah. then she's going to be crawling. And then she's going to be walking. Then she's going to need a bra. Then she's going to start her cycle. <laughs> and then she's, she's going to start diving. You know, it never stops, Caroline. So you've got to figure out a way of dealing with the uncertainty. So and how this do you, is what's your way? You have to have your spiritual grounding, whatever yeah. that may be. And you have to know that children are passing through your life. They're really not yours. Mm -hmm. They're passing through your life for you to care and love and do the best you can. And if they go early, they're in a beautiful place. And it's people left behind that are so sad and suffering. But we've all known people, Michael included. Yeah, lost his brother to young. That have lost, you know, a sibling young. And... uh, it's something that the survivors never get over, but you have to trust, in my opinion, you have to trust in that spiritual dimension. And the, the reason I do is that cloning has come onto the scene and we have been able, scientists have been able to clone certain goats, but they've never been able to start from nothing. No one has been able to generate life from nothing. Something from nothing hasn't happened. And so that's the mystery and the vastness and the beautiful part of life Mm -hmm. that we just are scratching the surface of understanding. And now with the quantum field, we're understanding that particle theory works different. Light doesn't necessarily travel in a straight line in the quantum world. Time is irrelevant. You might could be technically two places at two times there's so many things that we're learning Mm -hmm. that and science is understanding that now and Mm -hmm. that's the beautiful part of living in this day and age because science is a hypothesis and we put forth the theory and we live based upon having beliefs but we're open and this is the difference we're open to new evidence Mm -hmm. things can change how we see things. And so that's the, that's the creative part of living. We know more now. And so we can navigate through with different understanding because we know more. You know, when Galileo, you've heard me say this so many times, looked through his telescope, he saw the earth was not in the center, the sun was. That didn't change the fact that there could still be a God or a source or an all-knowing knower it just modified how the planets interface with each other. And that's other. what you said earlier. Certain the thing. Yeah. What did you say about certainty? It's always uncertain. Living with uncertainty is difficult. So as soon as we say, "Oh, this is how it is," locked and loaded, locked it's never and loaded. Change. Oh my goodness, Galileo, you are you are excommunicated from the church because you have blasphemed. 
Because you have gone against what is said and done because and the truth. the earth is the center of the world, yeah. not the sun. Well, he got reinstated back in the year 2000. He's way dead. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how people with frozen minds think. Lose, I guess it's... You miss out on so much if you keep your mind so ratcheted down. If Why you let do people, your mind, yeah. it's scary, Caroline. It is. It's scary for people to think, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh my gosh, what if this happened? Well, what if you just tell yourself, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to, I'm going to acknowledge there's a mysterious, beautiful power greater than myself that I can call upon and get alignment with whatever word you want, God, spirit, source, and go into that space and kind of recalibrate yourself. And as a parent, that's what I had to learn to do early on. How would you do that? Because, well, I would, it's either prayer, meditation, it's getting quiet with yourself for an allocated time for me in the morning, at night. You know, I've studied meditation now for so long. Joan Chittister is um, an oblate with the Benedictine Monastery and has written numerous books. She's been on Oprah, and she wrote a book called St. Benedict on the Freeway, meaning here you are in modern times. You can center yourself and find a meditative spot as you're driving down the freeway. And I visited a monastery as an adult, and... uh, understood that they were about living in the current world and doing the jobs it takes to live. So for a modern mother, you can have a very meditative way of going through life, changing the diapers, getting ready for the baby, you know, they're everything that you have to do. I just heard the alarm. We got some men who've entered the house. Dad and Michael are back, but it's okay, we'll keep this. So as far as the upshot, I would say, active listening with your spouse and then if you have children on with your children that takes intention you can google it get all sorts of skill sets and involves focus and waiting to have a response until you hear the message behind the words because if you're thinking about what you want to say you're not hearing what they're saying Mm -hmm. so that's number one and deciding if you want to go through life with someone or not and if you do don't keep score. It's never equal at the same time. Be grateful and thankful for commitment and do it together. Have some fun. Be lighthearted. Find a, find a way of realigning with your source each day. Because guess what? When you do that, it's like a reboot. It's a reboot. Enjoy music. Enjoy art. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy the beautiful part of life and living. So what do you find do? Find a way. What do you do when you find yourself, say, in the earlier days with dad, when things were stressful, money was tight, you have mm-hmm. two kids, like, mm-hmm. and you're, how do you get above those very pedestrian feelings, as you said? Like, how do you make yourself get above them? Find a time to be in nature a little tiny bit, no matter where it is, every day. Look at the sun. Put the babies in a stroller and walk outside. Look at the blue sky. Walk barefooted on the grass, feel it. Walk barefooted on the dirt, feel it. 
it is amazing how nature can ground you. I just walked around Walden Pond last week. Like the Walden Pond. The Walden Pond where Henry David Thoreau walked two miles down the railroad track from Concord, Massachusetts to Walden. And he was living during the um, abolitionist movement. And he couldn't understand why a country based upon democracy could still allow people to be sold. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a burden on his heart. And he just wanted to go and think about it. But every place can have a Walden. It's just, that's where he lived. He walked two miles down the railroad tracks. When I would walk across the street and walk down by Lake Waco or walk in my backyard, or now we have a country place at Hog Creek. And get outside, put your head out of the window and look at the blue sky without your sunglasses. I mean, just anything. And get outside of that get grind that sun, in your brain. Yes, and, let, and, and breathe deeply. And there's, you know, breathing in like you're smelling a flower. Exhaling like you're blowing a candle. Do that three times. Even just doing that one time. Your biochemistry changes. It's proven scientifically that meditation changes your biochemistry. You can reboot yourself. And that's why yelling is not a good thing for me. Because it just ratchets up your biochemistry into a place I didn't want. So if you could poke your head out of the car with a crying baby and look at the blue sky and breathe in like you're smelling a rose don't let yourself get all worked up and blow out like you're blowing a candle it's a it's a reboot so nature this too will pass understanding it's a fluid river taking a deep breath and getting above the the moment that you're in but knowing with your rationality Mm -hmm. knowing in your mind how you want to be Knowing in your mind how you want to be. How you want to be. So that just involves staying constantly aware at all times. Knowing in your mind how you want to be. It involves staying, um, uh, you have to stay above, you have to stay in higher thoughts. Above the fray. Yeah. You You can't let yourself just sink into Mm -mm. rolling with what, reacting. You have to stay above reactions. Perfect. You can't just react. You have to respond. Mm -hmm. That's perfect, Caroline. And uh, that's part of the creative journey. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why creativity is so important in the world. And what you and Michael are doing in your community and what Catherine and, and Will and Genevieve are doing in their world, I mean, it is the starfish on the beach. You are responding creatively to your situation, where you are with that starfish. And you're hurling it back in and letting it live in the ocean. So instead of trying to save all the starfish on the beach, you save the ones in you front of you. Inter- interface with the one in front of you. How do you deal with all, since being such an introspective, thoughtful, empathetic person, how, is that how you deal with all the suffering and pain in the world? Just help where you can? Yes. Mm-hmm. And align with people that, like Jimmy Doral with Mission Waco, you know, the homeless people in Waco, that's such a burden because we have a lot. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Doral, who has Mission Waco, keeps up with our homeless people and you can give to Mission Waco and you know that Jimmy is keeping up with each person. You know, finding like St. Jude's Hospital Mm -hmm. is doing such a great job in Mm -hmm. Nashville and getting a worldwide reputation. Helping people that know how to help in sectors. And it's just, that's the human condition. Mm -hmm. It's, you can never get jaded past that. There's always that chamber in your heart where you have it you have it mm-hmm. what would you tell your 20 year old self what would i tell my 20 year old self 
I look back and um, I'd say you're doing pretty good. You know, you're doing pretty good because I had that introspective. I was on that path from such a beginning that that served me for myself pretty well. I really don't have many regrets. I mean, there's always something you could do differently, but I feel pretty good about it. I look back and I feel pretty good. about. It. I look at you and Catherine, I go, how lucky am I? I look at you and the way you're choosing to be a mother and I go, you're on the right path. And Michael, Will and Catherine. How does it feel to have your kids grown and know we like you did it like you raised us through all those hard you know milestones I mean they're beautiful but like it's a lot to be a parent like there's a lot and if you do your job well then you devote your life to really focusing on that and then they're off living their own life yeah I know and something (laughs) I've really admired about you and dad is when we all left when Catherine and I left and it was just you and dad Mm -hmm. empty nesting yeah you guys have continue to stay inspired and like almost be more in love with each other like travel lighten even lighten up more mm-hmm. you haven't like thrown in the towel because I feel like a lot of people kind of just like are done it's really a great time of life of course we were young when we had kids and so we still have energy and passion to live and it's been a lot of fun because y'all are set it's great fun seeing you live your lives and then we're still, there's still things that we want to do. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, it's inspiring to Michael and I, though, to see you guys enjoying each other and enjoying life. Mm-hmm. Because it's seeing all, it's like, gosh, this is the best time to be alive. It's a great time to be alive. Because you have, oh, it's wonderful. You've gone through so much of that, mm-hmm. like, stress, those stressful seasons. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of like, okay, we know who <laughs> we are. True. We have built our careers. It's We've true. built our families. Everyone's doing good. Like, you can... Not, I don't know if you can ever like relax, but you can kind of just relax into it. Your dad and I have not stopped living and learning, mm-hmm. and we're still both really involved in dentistry and the changing environment of education. You know, after I taught at Baylor for 10 years, I loved teaching, but then when both of y'all were out of school, we just kind of looked at where I was spending our, my time, and working with the Dental Institute was still involved with education, but in a different format. Mm-hmm. And now that that has that format has changed to more of an online format, it's so much fun to keep learning. That's what I like. And then one th- like we got an email from China <laughs> yesterday of this Chinese dentist that saw all of our online platform it's called the Dental Minute. Everyone Dental needs to Minute, check that out. The Dental Minute on Dr. YouTube. Dr. Birth, the Dental Minute. It's free. It's a way of giving back to dentistry. And then there's a there's a very small subscription additional part that lets you have total cases and a library all of his work up there and it he shares everything Mm -hmm. it's not like the secret recipe that you hold back one ingredient so it's never quite the same he gives it all Mm -hmm. and that's very passionate for me because i want that work being an educator i want that work to go on Mm -hmm. and this is a way we can do that so we got an email from this guy in china and wants us to come over and do something we're like great if you work out a plan we'll we'll talk about it but it's always that's the creative part of it Mm -hmm. you never know what's going to bubble up to the surface be open see what happens what does love mean to you what does love love is something that you do yeah it's commitment in your mind a lot of times it's a feeling but it's an action it's an action word and you decide ahead of time and then you follow through with that. Decide ahead of time. Mm-hmm. 
You decide ahead of time. And decide to catch people in the good act, mm-hmm. like you said. Catch mm-hmm. people doing the good things. Yeah. Who sang that song? Uh, Clint Vi- yeah. Love is something that we do. Yeah, that's a good one. But I love that you said that they'll catch people doing good things. Catch them in a good Be act. conscious and intentional about trying to catch people doing something good. And the first one in a marriage is commitment to the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're working hard and you're both committed. That's big. Mm-hmm. Raising your child together, that's big. Some people, because of pain and suffering they haven't dealt with at young ages, they can't, they can't deal with it and they leave. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself is a huge positive. Mm-hmm. What a success to you. What a success. Feeling a success. What a success to me. It's obviously not just money. No. Although money takes a lot of pressure off. And that's really, it's, it's wonderful to have enough money so that you're not so worried mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Enough to have food, shelter, safety. Mm-hmm. But when you can start to self-actualize, that's success. Mm-hmm. When you can have the emotional freedom because your basic needs are met, mm-hmm. that you can develop your internal self as you grow and get older and understand that it's the river of living, that's success. That's success. And you can look back and you can have these fruitful relationships, maybe some of them popping up that you didn't even, you know, if you're open, you never know where it's going to happen. That's the creative part. So if you let a child be creative and music, art, whatever, that translates into their brain somehow. Yeah. And they grow up creative. And when you're creative, you can think for yourself. And when you can think for yourself, you can change the world. That's so profound, Mom. How do you find God in daily living? Prayer, meditation, silence, whatever you want to call it. How do you bring him into your life? Like, How do you bring him into what you I keep you put it gender out? neutral. I don't say it's a him. How do you keep God into it's your God, life? God, source. Um, it's just part of who I am every day. From first time I wake up in the morning, lying there, <clears throat> Gratitude, we all know that has a chemical domino effect in your brain with dopamine if you can start off being grateful and end up being grateful. Mm -hmm. And then if you can, I have a little nook in my bedroom where I light a candle and I've got a bunch of things like a little rock that you painted when you were little. You've seen it. It's on the second shelf. And I like to just kneel there with a candle. But if you don't have a chance to do that, I've, I've had the liberty now that I have more time that I can do that. But St. Benedict on the freeway. Yeah. Grabbing it intentionally. And also the Dalai Lama always says when you smile, the facial muscles have a different chemical reaction in your brain. So if you're in traffic, smile. It has a different reaction. Yeah. In your brain. And um, there's some ceremony that the Dalai Lama writes about where when someone's crossing into maturity, they have a circle and whatever they, they ask questions and whatever the candidate answers, they smile and clap regardless of what it is. And that is such an affirming thing. And you think like with a baby. How Sunny's already doing that. You know, when you're laughing and clapping, she's responding. She's smiling back. There's some sort of biochemical reaction Mm -hmm. when you smile in the muscles of your face. And so that's a nice habit while you're driving to think about smiling. Mm -hmm. 
and and just being intentional so i said waking up with gratitude ending with gratitude if you feel like you've got a tense situation take three deep breaths what if someone's really done you wrong it's all perspective you know it's all perspective mm-hmm. and i think i just know of several situations <clears throat> that we've shared as adults where you could cut someone off and say I'm not going to be in a relationship with that person or you can just Papa Bill's been good at that yeah he's always good at that he's been good at that I had a good model of that mm-hmm. you know if they were doing the best they could or whatever I don't think you do you hurt yourself I know this from reading you forgive so that yourself can live and it hurts you more to hang Harboring on to Harboring unforgiveness hurts you more than anyone. So if you can put the boundaries, it doesn't mean you have to be in perfect relationship, but if you can put boundaries around forgiving and living, that's better for your own soul, for sure, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Too, many, too many important minds that have spent a lifetime meditating on that know that to be true. And that's where I'm going to defer to shared wisdom. There's a whole body of wisdom that gives us this from all different parts of the world. Yeah. What does your internal guidance feel like? When I have, when I'm in right alignment, it feels so intuitive that I know I'm on the right path. And I've mentioned this before, Socrates, 6th century B.C., would stand in the marketplace. Greek philosopher, for anyone who doesn't know. Socrates is a Greek philosopher, and Plato was his student, and Aristotle was that student, and it goes on through the Western tradition. Alfred North Whitehead was a British philosopher, and he said everything started in the West with Socrates. You think 600 years before Christ's writings... The Socratic Dialogues are the only written book that use the Stephanus numbers like the Bible. Mm-hmm. They're quoted verse and chapter. They've been so influential. <clears throat> and so he would, Socrates would write about, my inner guidance will stop me in my tracks when I'm not on the right path. And so when you are in alignment with your inner guidance and you're not being stopped, you're on the right path. And does stopping feel like resistance? Is that how it feels? Stopping, for me, it's just like... Does it feel bad? It just, yeah, just stop. Does it make you like feel sick in your stomach? Or like, what does it feel like to make you want to stop? I guess that would be a developed conscience. You mm-hmm. could probably use that same feeling. But it's not a conscience development out of guilt of this is the rule or that's the rule. You know, you've formed your moral compass, and then you're living in a world that's changing, and so you have to keep discerning as you live because they won't be writing about that time for 20 years. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. Have to know, you have to be able to use your own discernment as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, you're so fascinating. I'm so lucky to have you as a mom. This is, you know, this is an emotional time because I look at you as this young woman, you're discerning as you go along how you want to live your life what choices you're making as a parent and it just makes me so happy caroline 
This is a good time of life for me. Well, I see how much I am like you. Like you are such an inspiration to me. Like I really admire so many of your traits. Like I love the way you've chosen to be positive, to live with discernment, to get above reacting. Like that to me is a great example. And like you and dad, y'all's marriage and the way y'all have chosen to stay teammates, not keep score, always have adventure and something to look forward to and passion. Like that's, I know that's intentional and y'all both chosen to be that way. And and now that I'm older and I've seen all of ways people can choose to live their lives, I'm very thankful that y'all have chosen that road. And I know that I'm just blessed to have y'all as examples. Well, you're kind to say that. That makes me happy. But that, <clears throat> I, I look, that makes me very happy. You have a very light spirit. You have a very light spirit about you. And mm-hmm. growing up, like even how you said, like growing up with some heavy feelings. Yes. I know, and you know, getting married young, having children young, like mm-hmm. navigating all these hard things. Like it's not like you had to choose to have a light spirit. <laughs> I remember the time where I was sitting at my computer paying all of our bills and crying because <laughs> I was like, where's the money going to come from? <laughs> and, you know, we're just making it work. And you said, I don't want to ever have to pay bills. <laughs> I was like, I don't ever want to get married because I don't no. have to pay bills, right? I don't want to pay bills. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so crazy. You do the best you can. And of course, it's not perfect, but you know, your heart's in the right place. I'm happy that you feel happy about it, Caroline. That makes me happy. I am. The older <laughs> I get, too, though, the more I am just, I appreciate you even more because I you. appreciate the way you choose to be. Thank you. Caroline. And I hope that I am following in those footsteps. You are doing a great job. I look at you and I go, you've got it figured out. I do not. I'm an emotional say, wreck half the time. You have it figured out. I feel like I'm you're so emotional. Loving, you're committed. You're compassionate. You listen well. You're so talented at that. You listen really, really well. And just instinctively, you know how to listen for the message behind the words. Because you, you do that with the questions that you ask. You don't really know what you're going to ask until you hear what the person's saying. See, listeners, y'all need to hear this because a lot of people say I interrupt. <laughs> So you're coming from my mom. You're coming from the horse's mouth. I love your podcast. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for always embracing me and letting me just fly and figure out who I am. You never put boundaries on me. I mean, you I put safety boundaries on me. I feel like when a child can grow into thinking for themselves and incorporating creativity into it, that's when you've given the world a gift. I really do. Because... What if we had an atomic bomb? Everything would change. No rules hold up. Yeah. No rules held up in Vietnam when you couldn't tell who the enemy and who the friendly people were. I mean, you have to know how to think for yourself. Yes. You have to. And the environment that Sonny's going to be growing up in may be entirely different. So if you're not teaching a person how to think for themselves or at least helping them do that and the best way is fostering creativity that's the best way because you realize if the front door closes you can open a window mm-hmm. there's not just one way in and one way out that is so true and so living in a creative environment is so good for children sometimes it's messy maybe it's not square corners but I would maintain it's better not to have square corners totally I totally agree. Okay, so I wrap every episode with Leave Your Light. 
So just, I mean, obviously you've been very inspiring. This is all very inspirational. What do you want people to know? I think trying when you can love your own self, Whitney Houston, it's true. If you can find your authentic self and keep yourself healthy enough so you can love others, especially being a mom and a spouse, you're no good to anyone if you're depleted. Mm -hmm. You have to have a way of keeping your own reservoir full enough so that you can be good for others. Like put your own oxygen mask on first before you save the child next to you. Because if you're depleted and have nothing, you're no good to anyone. And I do that, or try to do that, with my meditative, prayerful, gratitude practice. Yeah. Get a little sleep here and there. (laughs) Take some vitamins. Get in the sun. (laughs) Get in the sun. I love it. Mom, thanks for joining me. I'm so glad you came on my podcast. Thank you for having me. I love you. I love you. Bye. Popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you did and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.